wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome, pour yourself a bowl of cereal Grab a spot on the couch and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas I'm your host, Jax, with another On the Road podcast And I'm here with AJ for another episode of Video Game Vacation Hi, I'm AJ and I'm, today we're going to be talking about the Fallout series When I... Uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk about the history of the series when I got into the series and then my current My most recent experience with the game and how much I liked it disliked it things I liked and disliked So let's go ahead and go on our little journey so back in 1997 uh, Game was created called fallout. It was done by interplay studios and they just you know it developed a post-apocalyptic can't say that word right now. Post-apocalyptic game. Uh, it's set, you know, in the 22nd century. It has to do with, you know, as if the an alternate history of America where the bombs were dropped in around the 1950s era. And you know, many people sur- survived. Most of them who survived were survived by the means of vaults, which are essentially little corp, little. Um, Bomb shelters. Yeah, thank you. Bomb shelters set up by a corporation to do experiments on people. So that's where our games kick off. Uh, you start off in the Northern California area, escaping from a vault, and just trying to survive. The first game, Fallout, like I said, was released in 1997 by Interplay. They, it was fairly well received. It's a old style point and click RPG. Uh, set up kind of on a grid system, but, you know, uh, if you ever played, say, like, Baldur's Gate or, oh, what would you say, um, Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Nights, it's that kind of RPG, except instead of using the D&D D20 system like those use, uh, what you have with this one is what's called the special system. Now, the game, when it was originally created, was going to be used in the Steve Jackson Games GURPS system. Uh, if you don't know GURPS, it's essentially just an alternate to the D20 system. Um, it's just, it's by rolling D6 dice, if I remember correctly. I haven't played GURPS in a very long time. Um, but yeah, that's what it was really set up to be. But then they ended up creating their own little leveling and experience system called the Special System, which follows your strength, your perception, your endurance your charisma, your intelligence, your agility, and your luck. So, you know, i.e. special. 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 So, what happens is, is, you know, you just try to survive out in the wasteland, doing little mini side quests and main quests, and just making your own choices, because, you know, it is that older kind of Western-style RPG where you do your own thing, you're not really on a guided path, you just kind of experience the world. Then, it, then a little later, you know, Interplay also released Fallout 2. Decent game, didn't really play too much of either of the original games. Um, it was, you know, again, same type of system, different storyline. I don't remember, I don't know if it's a continuation or not, but, you know, it, it's the same idea. And then they decided to really release an offshoot called Fallout Tactics, where it's, you know, it's a tactical RPG, all, uh, 
uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, where you're where you are definitely on a grid-based system. You have movement, you have attack, all that kind of fun stuff. So that's where that the original games were, you know. And then in the history of the series, at this point, Interplay started to get into a lot of financial trouble. They had to start selling off all their properties, and they ended up selling off one of their property, their the Fallout property, to Bethesda with the idea that, if I remember correctly, Interplay would go ahead and continue to keep the rights for an MMO property. So, at that point, Interplay was continuing to develop an MMO property, and Bethesda started working on their own setup. You know, I think they were the first ones to do the Van Buren, which is, which eventually, in the long, long term, became uh, Fallout 4. Or no, was that Fallout 3? We haven't talked about three yet, so. Oh, I know, but I, but Van Buren is a lot, essentially a lost game where they used a lot of the assets for one of the later games. If I remember, if I remember correctly, Van Buren is more of a Boston, Boston, New England setting, so I think that would be Fallout Four. So we went ahead. So we go on from that, and you know, Bethesda creates Fallout Three, the one where very many people got their first taste of Fallout. Um, it's that one is set up as a first-person shooter RPG, all uh, you know. Uh, let's see, Oblivion, uh, the Elder, Sc- the mo- more modern Elder Scrolls, Scrolls games. So first-person RPG, you shoot, you gain experience, and in Fallout 3 you had what was called the uh, the uh, ah, I'm trying to think of the word for it right now. Karma system. Where you have good karma, bad karma. You know, Bethesda love doing these in their games because you know it, it's you choose and get powers and get uh, special things for being good or evil. So, and that's essentially all the that's the most the most comp- the most comprehensive of what I know of about Fallout and its history. Uh, so, I'd like to go ahead and take a quick break here, and we're going to go ahead and talk about one of our fellow podcasters. Hey there, Saturday morning pajamas. This is Whiskey TK. Jacob. <laughs> Cody. And it's your boy, JT. It's your boy. We are Slack Market Cheese. <laughs> Did you die? You do a segue, right? You got me. Settlers of Catan is different every time you play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the most outrageous thing it's I've so ever out- seen. Insert coin to continue. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also contact us at credit number two, continue on Twitter. And we're out! And welcome back. Okay, so we were talking about the Fallout series. Now we're going to go ahead and cover where I got into Fallout, and as I said, where a lot of people got into the game by Fallout 3. I got originally got the game on the Xbox 360 and played through it, and I absolutely loved it. I'm an RPG player. I love these kinds of games. I love these the moral decision systems that these games set up. Um, one of the more famous ones is, you know, the start of the game. You decide whether or not you're going to, say, disarm an atom, uh, defunct atom bomb in the middle of a city, or you go ahead and set it up to explode to get money. Um, those, you know, those kinds of decisions, you know, either you're a complete asshole or you're the savior. Oh. Um, now, Fallout 3, set, like I said, set up like a first-person shooter. Uh, you have, you know, your different weapons with your stats, you equip them, and they all, then you also have, it's not just first-person shooter, you also have the VAT system, which is, you know, I can't remember what VAT stands for, it's something, something tactical system, 
you essentially hit a button and you go into this thing where it goes, oh, here's your enemy, here's the different parts that, it, that you can target on your enemy, and here's the percentage chance of you actually hitting them. And for me, that's, I, who's not a big first-person shooter fan, that is kind of my thing. I like playing those ga- kind of games. I, I'm not, I'm not big into like, oh, here's my skill, because <laughs> I don't have much skill. Um, I tend to think more tactically. Um, plus, there are times when you just want to go ahead and shoot someone's leg and watch them limp up to you. <laughs> Sadist. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, what we said, so, that's the kind of the basic gameplay mechanics. Of course, you can equip weapons and armor and all that jazz. Uh, the storyline, on the other hand, uh, Fallout 3 was one of the first ones that had a good amount, a very good amount of voice acting, and you got a lot of good star power behind it. For example, um, in the game, your father's played by Liam Neeson, um, and of course, you you can choose if you're male, female, what your what your special powers are. And you have a few other stars behind in the game. I don't remember who at the moment, but, you know, there's a few others. Um, And the whole point of the story is you're there and you're trying to find your father in the main story of the game. Now, as for, say, um, as for the side stories, which sometimes are just a bit more interesting, you decide, you know, who you side with. Um, who you think has, you know, has the better view. Um, if you want to be good, usually you're going to end up with the, um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, they don't call it the New California Republic because that's who, what it was in the original Fallout games. But um, I think it's called the, the Brotherhood of Steel is the bad one. Um, if I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong on this. Um, but, yeah, you have these really, you know, domineering, I want to be the ones in control of America and recreate America. And if I remember correctly, that is the Brotherhood of Steel. So you want to make America great again, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, you want to make America great again. So that's kind of the idea in that one. And then you have your other side, which is just trying to keep everyone's freedom and liberties. And, you know, keep them and have them be able to use them. So, that hand, there's other side quests, you know, for example, you can always choose to make sure someone either gets on drugs, stays off of drugs, if someone has a home, uh, you can get your companions in the game, you know, people who follow you around and help you fight. I was never really much of one for companions myself. I tend to just play the game by myself because I tend to play a stealthier character, and if you don't have a good companion for that, they're just going to run in and fight and you'll be found out and die. I also tend to play a uh, charismatic character because I love to manipulate people through speech. <laughs> Doesn't mean I actually am able to do it in real life, but, you know, I do I do like that. I've always... I'm, I, I'm the same way with Star Wars. Uh, my favorite uh, Jedi powers have always been the manipulate minds abilities. You know, I like people to think what I think to I want to manipulate what they think. Does that make me a psychopath? Maybe. Does it work? No. No. (laughs) Anyway. So, that is Fallout 3. And so, there's also Fallout New Vegas, which was released. This one was done by Obsidian, as opposed to Bethesda. 
Um, so they made a few little different tweaks in the game. They added what's called a thirst system, since this one is in Vegas, as the name says, and you have to keep yourself, you know, from being parched and dying. Uh, other than that, it's fairly well the same glitch, still glitchy as hell, just like the first one. I didn't talk about that, but yeah, they're, they tend, these games tend to have their glitches. Um, Most games, though, go to market with some glitches. Uh, and especially nowadays, L, so many games go to market with glitches. Um, so, yeah, New Vegas, um, I never actually got to complete New Vegas because I would always get to the same point and I would be just about to enter Vegas and I'd go, eh, and stop playing. Because, you know, I never did the, all the missions with trying to save the Hoover Dam. I never, uh, I would get up to the California border, essentially, come back around and go to trying to get to Vegas. Then just, like I, just, like I said, just kind of go, meh, I'm done. In fact, the furthest I've gotten, I think, was my recent playthrough where I, I uh, went ahead and activated the solar panels and I just kind of went, okay, I think I'm done for right now. But, you know, it's still a good game. It's just something, something about that game never grabbed me. It never hooked me like the other one. And then, you know, and that will lead us into Fallout 4. And let, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And I'll give you my thoughts and opinions on the little bit of playthrough I got to have with Fallout 4 recently. Hey, everybody. This is Justin with the Mysterious Circumstances Podcast where we cover lesser-known cases that have happened under mysterious circumstances, of course, including uh, murder, disappearance, and maybe even a little bit of the paranormal. So come on out, check out a few episodes, and who knows, you just might like it. And welcome back! Alright, so we're here to talk, I'm going to go ahead and give you my thoughts and opinions on Fallout 4. What I've played with it, what I what I've done with it in the very little amount of time. I probably got about a good two, three hours of, play, of gameplay into this. And I also had, you know, doesn't help that while I was playing it, I had a couple of uh, a pre, uh, couple of teenagers sitting there around me going, oh, do this, do that. It's Go like, do this thing that you have no clue what it means because you've not played this before, but I apparently think you should know. Exactly. And, you know, and I saw my share of deaths because... I, w I like to wander. I, I'm not a linear game player. I like to wander and find things and explore things. That's one of the things I love about the Fallout series. In fact, it, I, if we had the ability and the system to play Fallout 4, I would own that right away, I think. I would go ahead and I'd sit down in front of that game for pro give it a good probably 50 to 70 hours of gameplay just, to, just exploring it. Because um, I do love that world. I love that Boston area that it's set in. Um, I love... One of the things I do absolutely love, a lot of people really disliked this, and the teenagers that were around me really disliked it, was the crafting system. Um, I took... One of the things I did is I took one of my... Uh, one of my lowest level weapons, I made it into a hardened sniper rifle. Because, you know what? I wanted a better weapon, and I played sniper, and all they were giving me were pistols and shotguns and... I think Richard ditched the uh, missile launcher or rocket launcher or something. Yeah, my, nep my nephew uh, is sitting there going, oh, yeah, well, you can do this and that, and, but I don't craft that much, and I'm sitting there going, that's kind of half the fun of the game for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And for example, I'm sitting there and I'm, this kid has beaten this game multiple times and gone through and played with multiple characters. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing the game on his profile and all of a sudden, an achievement pops. And it says, if you finish the sanctuary missions, like one of the first missions of the game, I go, you've never finished this? And he goes, yeah, I don't like crafting. I'm like, dude, this is one of the starting missions. It shows you how to do things. <laughs> oh, well, you know, kids these days. Yes. So um, I'm sitting there. And, like I said, I really enjoyed this game. Um, as it goes, yeah, if, if you couldn't tell, I really did enjoy this game. It looked fun. I didn't really play at all, but it looked fun. It looked really interesting. It looked like a lot of wandering. Yeah. Which I like too. It's like, ooh, there's something shiny over here. Let's see what it is. Exactly. That's one of the things that's one of the things I like love in these kinds of games is the wandering. Is the just, hey look there's a cave. Let's go into that cave and find see what we can find. Um and I really for this kind of game I really should advance invest more into strength and endurance, but I tend not to do that because I know that I I know I should because I like to carry stuff and sell stuff, but you can't carry a lot when you don't invest in your strength. Nope. So, uh, I'm always kind of running out of room. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I loved the crafting system in the Sanctuary Town. I didn't get too much into that. I, Like I said, I essentially finished the Sanctuary missions, then I went wandering. I got up to the getting the castle for the... Uh, Minutemen? Yeah, the Minutemen. I got up to get in the castle. I thought that was really fun. That was the one mission that I died a lot on. Because I just couldn't... I, I had to figure out my strategy on how I was going to get in there and kill these things. And I did not have strong enough weapons to kill these things in one go. Although, given I was using my, you know, hardened sniper rifle against the... Hardened sniper rifle against these things. When I really probably should have been using my double barrel shotgun. Was that the crab people like these? Yeah, that was the Meyerlurks, the crabs. Yeah, they look freaky as hell. Yeah, especially when you got about seven of them swarming you. But maybe uh, someone had crafted their weapons a little bit earlier, you know, Richard. Yeah. Well, you know, again, he... That's not his thing, though. That's not his thing. No. So, I... And, and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a fun little mission. Um... I also got my Irish lass as my companion while going through that, and then, you know, I like I like a good Irish lass. <laughs> ah, sorry. So, anyway, um, anyway, thoughts of, of the game. Um, there are a few things I really did dislike about this game. Uh, it seemed to move a little slower than the other ones, which you know I'm okay with. I, I the older I get, the more I prefer a slower moving game. However, it's, you know, with this, with the limited amount of time, I would like to move a little faster, be able to get through things a little better. Um, the perk system is really different. The leveling up and perk system is a lot different than what I remember it being. This way, it's, it's set up more of you, as soon as you level up, you get the ability to choose a perk. That's all you get is you choose a perk, and you can also, let you can, instead of choosing a perk, you can level up one of your special stats. Um, not really my thing. Uh, but it's, it's a great, it's just one of the way RPGs are going nowadays. You don't get the minutia of upping your stats and numbers. Kind of like how Stick of Truth was. Yeah. All those, mm, no, actually, yeah, that's, that's kind of how Stick of Truth was. Which, by the way, just a little offshoot, I am so looking forward to Fractured Butthole. Oh, yeah. Um, so, 
yeah, uh, that really is my experience with Fallout 4. It's a good game. Give it a shot. Um, I'm sure about a million other people have already told you this. If you were interested at all, you've already given it a shot. Because the game did come out November of last year. Um, but, you know, some of us don't get a chance to do these things. Hence, the lapsed geek. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this, you know, these, these are my thoughts and opinions. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give it back off to Jax. Hello. Yes, so, if you can't tell... We, that's how we spent majority of our weekend, <laughs> visiting family, playing video games, chilling. It was 101 degrees outside at like hotter. 8 o'clock at night. It was still that hot. Yeah. So we enjoyed the AC and spending time with family. Yep. So we had a great time. Um, really good games. I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Shout out to everyone listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play Music, all over the place. Shout out to all our listeners. If you like the show even a little bit, why not consider becoming a patron of ours? Uh, you can find the links at nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. And there's a tip jar link at the top of the page. Also, we'd love to hear what you think about these on the road podcasts we've been doing, as well as about the video games that we talked about today. You know, if you played Fallout, what's your favorite? What video game that AJ has most likely missed should he try next? Let us know in a comment on the blog post. And, yeah, thanks again for listening. I hope everyone's having a great day, enjoying their summer. And we will see you on Saturday. Bye. Bye.